0: Welcome to the weekly podcast of The Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro. VOH Radio brings an in-depth understanding of the scriptures prophetically, rich revelation of the early church apostolic fathers, and biblical interpretation of the biggest news and political stories of our day. Take VOH Radio with you on the go. Listen On Demand Weekly. New programs released every Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, radio.com, TuneIn, and more. To partner with us, please go to voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. Or email us at radio at voh.church. You're listening to The Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro. Blessings to all those out there. This is the Voice of Healing Radio, and I'm Mike Petro. You know, so many people have asked me about the statistics uh, when I had interviewed Mike Lindale. It was interesting um, the way he's seen that the election go just because of the stats that he had and the, and the money that he had put into that and the expert opinions. Uh, I'm here right now with former Army Captain Seth uh, uh, Kessna, right? And... Uh, Seth is one of those statisticians that basically was in army intelligence. Uh, he's an expert in this field, and and uh, we're really glad to to have him because he, he has that ability to sort out those things and those, those those numbers that Mike was talking about. I I mean the calls uh, and, and people wanting to understand that. But Seth, it's great to have you. How? How do you see and 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 your analysis of what happened in the elections? What were you what was your opinion about everything? It's a little bit weird, Mike, to be talking about the
1: presidential election of twenty twenty now more than a year after yes. it. So we're fifty-three weeks past the election of twenty twenty, which to some is a psychological stronghold to to give up and stop talking about it. Sure. But you have, for a reason, federal law requires all ballot materials to be on hand for 22 months after an election. Yes. So the resolution of 2020 is far from complete. The investigation mm-hmm. into 2020 is really in a way just beginning. Arizona was absolutely conclusive that there was tremendous fraud in just that one county in Maricopa County. Yeah. Now all guns are on deck, metaphorically speaking, on mm-hmm. Pima County. So my view on the election as I had predicted going in, was that the six main contested states everyone talks about, Arizona, Nevada, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin, all went to Trump very clearly. I can show you on any sort of trend charts, any sort of registration analysis that those states are clearly Trump states. There are a number of other states on the periphery, like Minnesota or New Hampshire, that Mm -hmm. also appear to be Trump states just based on the statistics that we have. Mm-hmm. Now, some of the issues with the stats, we may not even know how many real votes Trump got because some of the key statistical indicators in Maricopa County were that there were 174,000 plus lost or discarded votes based on an independent canvas. Yeah. So the election results, at best, are fraudulent on mostly one side. Mm-mm. And at worst, they're completely simulated.
0: Sure. When you, I, I was just watching a, uh, a, a Fox News uh um, A broadcast of a of a sheriff that was in Wisconsin in one of the cities up there, and he himself had done an account, uh, an investigation on the on the um, on the ballots there on the melons, and he openly said this this was a fraudulent uh, uh, melon cycle that they were doing there in Wisconsin. Amazing to me, it was almost hushed up instantly. When we talk about this uh, this past election. Or do you think that that it was v- extremely widespread? Do you th- believe that, from what the statistics you've seen, that Trump won handily? That this had to be um, the 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 end. Uh, what the Democratic Party had to do was completely just just uh, fraudulently change votes.
1: It was widespread. Now, Sheriff Schmeling up there in Racine County, Wisconsin, which you're referring to, uh, my Mm. estimate on Racine County was that Biden had 3,000 extra votes. My estimates are very lenient estimates. And we're talking about a state decided by less than 21,000 votes. Mm. To me, probably the most easily provable state that's still left out there that's not being scrutinized, unlike Arizona and Georgia. Widespread, absolutely. My numbers revealed at least 8 million extra Biden votes, and I'm lenient on my estimates. Mm. But if you look at the true trends for the Democratic Party since Obama's high point in 2008, he had 69 million votes. He was down to 65 million in his reelection. He was Mm. one of the weakest incumbent presidents of all time. Clinton gained less than a million votes over Obama, so she's at 66 million. Mm. So now we're at 69, 65, and 66. Now Trump just increased 11 million votes when the Republicans had been stuck in the same 3 million vote window for four elections in a row.
0: Yeah, nice.
1: And Biden's trend line with that kind of a gain for Trump was somewhere in the low 60s. So what I would have forecast for the Democrats if I knew that Trump would have 74 million votes, I would have probably had Biden around 61 or 2 million votes. He had 81 Mm -hmm. million. So he's potentially 20 million votes higher than any legitimate forecast if not more. So you see it from coast to coast, even in hardcore Republican states like Oklahoma. A lot of times in Oklahoma or Kansas, I've seen that fraudulent counties coincided with a contested U.S. House race, like in Johnson County, Kansas, or in Oklahoma County, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. So it is absolutely a coast to coast problem. There's only one state that my numbers show is clean in every county. Now, it doesn't mean that there's no fraud. It just means the trends look normal based on party
0: registration, based on recent demographic trends. Mm -hmm. That would be Iowa. Nice. What do you What do you think happened is is happening now? I, I noticed that uh, when I was seeing the elections in Virginia, I, I, I was shocked to see Virginia, you know, go Republican because it, it, in some ways Virginia is worse than the state of California. Do, do you feel there's a flipping of Democratic um, normal party liners that are now switching over to the Republican Party and do you think that because there's so much uh, uh, there's so much of a microscope on what happened in the last election that they are holding back doing anything right now? Learn on the go with the Voice of Healing video-on-demand platform. Stream hours of rich understanding on any platform, any device, anytime, and anywhere right at your fingertips. Your calling is great and your promise is huge. Gain access to all the broadcasts that The Voice of Healing is releasing worldwide and catch fire for this next season. Sign up today by heading to voh.church slash watch and be inspired.
1: I think that there, well, I know there's absolutely a shift of loyal Democrat voters to the Republican Party. And I, I hesitate to say the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. because they're not attracted to the establishment Republican message. They're attracted to the conservative populist message that was championed by Donald Trump. Yeah. And that includes working classes of all races and ethnicities. You can see that here in places like Texas or in Florida with the Hispanic working class vote. In the Midwest Rust Belt, you have 30-plus percent of black men voting for Trump, which is another— Amazing. To me, it's like there's no way you're going to blow out Philly and Milwaukee and— Detroit. If you're losing thirty or thirty percent of the black vote is going, male vote is going to Trump. So there is a natural shift of non-typical Republicans voting for people like Donald Trump, and to lesser degree for other populist conservative candidates. Mm -hmm. But in in uh, in Virginia. I don't think that you have a Republican renaissance. I think you have a rejection of the Biden policies that are hurting everyone. You have inflation, you have bad economic indicators, you have foreign policy failure after failure. And this is with him only being in the White House for less than 10 months at this point. Mm -hmm. Virginia has some issues. You have a coalition shift of former Democrats to Republican all over Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Mm -hmm. But in Virginia, you have one in reverse that hurts the Republicans, which is these former moderate right Republicans that voted for George Bush in 2004, voting for Democrats since Obama came on in 2008. So mm-hmm. you had a shift of moderate Republican to moderate Democrat. Your are bureaucrat types that need a strong Washington DC based economy. Mm-hmm. And all that voting base, all that population's up in Northern Virginia, even though the rest of the state and in coal country has become beat red. Mm-hmm. So there are shifts always going on. People that are aware of these trends are the ones that can, can benefit from them. And the Young King campaign clearly knew them. He did very well in Trump country mm-hmm. and he did well enough in Northern Virginia. But mm-hmm. McAuliffe was 800,000 votes underneath Biden. Youngkin was almost 300,000 votes underneath Trump. So it should highlight just how astronomically high the turnout in Virginia in 2020 was against Trump, which is why Virginia to many people is one that we're not really sure about. Mm -hmm. Even though Biden supposedly won it by 10 points, my numbers suggest no more than five points. Mm -hmm. And perhaps not
0: even that, maybe not even winning it at all. Wow. Seth, Seth, you know, uh, the work you you do when you're doing these statistical analysis, right? How many you know i've heard so many people talk about there there's many military people that are or intelligence that have gone through the statistics of what happened in the elections both you know not only just i mean you're you're seem really well versed in understanding the the populace and what's out there and who and what uh, uh, way that the votes are trending, but there's also another group of people, analysts, that are out there. They're actually taking a hardcore look at the statistics, what was happening with the computers and all that. Have you heard anything about from those guys? And are those guys out there that are really, really going over this past election?
1: There's all types of analysts out there. Um, Dr. Frank is one of them. He, mm-hmm. He's usually, he's here this week in, in the uh, Clay Clark event here in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Professor Clemens is another. Those are, and he's not even an analyst. He just discusses election fraud from a legal point of view. But- Draza Smith is another, where you put all of our findings together, we generally coalesce around the same findings that, hey, this county is absolutely a problem county. Yeah. We look at it different ways. My way is more of a way of highlighting from the top level for the layperson why the trends are off in this county, Yeah, which is we're going to show them tomorrow when I want to discuss Texas here at this event, mm-hmm. and you'll see them at the county level in, in three different counties. But yes, there are people that are that are focused on the cyber impacts of the selection and whether or not the machines and tabulators played a significant role in the election fraud. Mm -hmm. My discipline is not to find machine issues or mail issues. It's just to show, hey, there's a lot of issues with the total final counts. Here's a 180-pound guy that just walked in the door. There's a guy that's 195. Here's 210. Here's 190. And here's one that's 475. Yeah. This is off. So let's figure out why this trend is off. Right? So that's where these election numbers are. They're very obviously off. Um, and that's where, you know, when I show these numbers, people absolutely gasp at the rate of change mm-hmm. and what occurs. So yeah. we have in many places 128 years worth of trends and historical indicators that have been sure. disrupted. So somebody who is mentally sound is going to be saying we need to validate this last election. Yeah. Anybody, most people I talk to are willing to accept
0: any legitimate election result. Mm. We're not cultists. sure. No, I see. I see a lot of that. I see a lot of Democrats. I, I've had Democrats come to me and uh, openly say, "I we, we we believe that the elections were fraudulent." We see that the, there's just too many things that don't make sense, and there's more more people coming forward uh, like yourself that have done the the, the hard charge and the statistics on it. Do you do you see a change coming? I mean, do you really think that the, the, there's going to be? some type of overhaul like when we look at what happened with Maricopa County will there be any action behind that that that's a lot of a lot of the question i get asked
1: we have a two front war we mm. cannot give up on 2020 as easy as it is for say hey it's been more than a year we need to we need to move on we can't move on 2020 sure. was a fraudulent presidential election that impacted down ballot races so the balance of the US house and the US senate is also in at risk yeah but we have to address that to the best degree possible. You know, we, we're going up against a court system that appears to be stacked against unveiling the truth of the election. But we also have to realize there are elections ongoing, and we've mm. just seen some of them last week Yeah, that have to be adjusted. So we need to overhaul some changes. You can see them in the canvassing report that Liz Harris did in Arizona. We need to get rid of these massive voting precincts. We mm. need to get rid of early voting. We need to get rid of mail-in voting. Yeah. We can even compensate with that by declaring national holidays for elections, I think would be something that both sides would appreciate. And uh, we have to absolutely start restoring the credibility of our votes. And we have to talk 2020 as well. You
0: bring up a very, uh, another interesting subject, mail-in voting. A lot of people don't understand it. I mean, obviously, it's simple enough. But how, why is that so susceptible to fraud?
1: So if your voter rolls are dirty, Mm. and you have people that never get cleaned off the voter rolls when they move or when they die, some, and... It sounds like a joke this whole dead voters thing, but in Pennsylvania we have we have voters born in the 1800s very clearly still on voter rolls. You know what? we have we have random John Smiths all throughout the the voting rolls that are receiving mail in ballots. This is why states are trying to go and shrine mail in balloting as law mm-hmm. because what the Democratic Party or the global party really even Republicans is selling is not is not popular. Mm. So the only way to circumvent the populist surge and America first surge is to make sure that everyone including People that aren't real are receiving mail ballots. That's why phantom voters in the Maricopa Independent Canvas, they were a very high category as well. Ninety-six plus thousand of them in mm-hmm. the county
0: in a state decided
1: by less than eleven thousand votes. Yeah,
0: it was, it, yeah, it was so tight there that uh, that, that the things uh, that that, that, the, that the the swing there would have been very easy to overcome uh, just by getting into the the in votes, mm-hmm. and, and basically that's already been stated. So, well, you know, I. There's so many people that are discouraged, especially when they hear that that we're still going to use these machines and, and why. So, uh, you know, I, I personally think until that is solved, we're, we're going to have a lot of them um, disenfranchised Americans that don't, uh, they're not going participate, to uh, participate like they did uh, in voting for Donald Trump. Agree with uh, you. Yeah. Well... I'm with uh, Seth uh, Keschel. Seth, is there any w- I, I, you know, just talking to you, I, I definitely want get, to get you back. I definitely want to do some stuff with you because, I mean, this is a topic that isn't dying, actually. It, it keeps coming up. Um, yep, and
1: I'm going to be talking about it here in just a, just a little bit, so well, right if, on the stage, so I'm going to yeah. um, show that to the crowd.
0: W- is there any way that people can get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, um, my Telegram channel is where I put most of my work, my analytics, and that okay. would be at Real S Keshul, Keshel, K E S H E L, at Real S Keshel, and that is my Telegram channel. I have a Twitter at S Keshel, but I don't really
0: talk a whole lot of my stuff on there because of the censorship. I mean, thank you. Well, Seth, we just want to thank you. Again, this was uh, Seth Cashel. And for those of you that are listening, if you want to get a hold of us on on this and we'll put you in, in touch with Seth, uh, please uh, send us an email, give us a call. We just want to thank you for listening. This is the Voice of Healing Radio. Bless you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, partner with us by heading to VOH.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church, forward slash radio. Your financial gift helps. The Voice of Healing Radio bring revelation to God's kingdom and to the nations. Have a testimony or prayer request? Call us at 1-877-440-3737. That's 1-877-440-3737. Or send us an email at radio at voh.church. And don't forget to add VOH Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for your current updates. This is The Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro.